Today's episode is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott. Now, Joe is not only a fantastic guitar player, he draws on his years of experience as the ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and also at the McNally Smith Music College. Here's a few words from Joe about the course. You're tired of wading through hundreds of random guitar videos and just want to become a better player. Fretboard Biology is your answer. Fretboard Biology is a self-paced, college-level program that will give you the right instruction, in the right amounts, and in the right order. You'll learn the same information I taught to thousands of other guitar players over 30 years of teaching in top music colleges. If you want to make real progress with your guitar playing, then sign up for a free 7-day trial at fretboardbiology.com. Hi there, you are listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling, and if you're new to the show, this is the show that I produce in Sydney, Australia. I interview leading guitarists and guitar figures and do some gear reviews. And also, the Guitar Speak podcast is home to the iconic series wherein I am joined by two great friends for a roundtable discussion. Tonight, we're talking about NAM, and I am joined by Rob Rhodes. Hello. Hey, Rob and Gaborja Seeker. Hey, hello, hello. Hello, hello. So, Nan, we covered this last year, which was lots of fun, and we're back at it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of, couple of Nam facts. Uh, this is the first time Nam has returned towards January opening. It's, it's regular month. Last year was in April. Again, kind of dealing with pandemic uh, issues and, and postponing. <laughs> The, uh, the the show. Some of the big names were not back again this year, like Fender, Gibson, PRS. Um, I won't go through that all over again. We we spoke about this last year, but a yeah. lot of a lot of companies are rethinking how they they launch products. A lot of these companies actually had big launches just before NAM, and some of it got a bit messy, and people thought were they at NAM? So I think everyone's still getting in on the on the uh, release thing. So we'll we'll comment on perhaps some of those those things but there was a lot of excitement about nam this year it, uh, i think gabor you were just saying before we recorded it, it was a big looking nam well on day one pretty much uh I, I watched a whole bunch of videos and stuff like that the amount of stuff that was released was insane it was it was a big like there were tons of new releases and i do have to say uh one of my my picks is somewhat controversially not technically a nam release but released at the time of name or around the time of name, so I, I, I apologise. I apologise for that. That's okay. We'll 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 get to that. So for the listeners, what we've done, we've chosen three of our sort of favourite things or things that jumped out to each of us. So three times three is nine. Twelve. Oh, nine. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I became a musician because I'm not good at maths. Yeah. Um, but yeah, three threes and nine. So we've got nine kind of products. And then we've got a bunch of honorable mentions that we might just blast out yeah. at the end. But lots to talk about. Let's just jump straight in. Gabor, what was your first pick from NAM 2024? Okay. So I th- okay, so in, in no particular order, um, I'm going to start off with the, the new Yamaha Pacifica range. Yes. So Yamaha released... Uh, I mean, Pacifica basically uh, is sort of a considered an entry level guitar, pretty much. You know, people think of it as a as a good quality but budget sort of guitar. Well, not anymore, folks. 
because they've released two models. They've, um, the names are always, I always find them a little bit funny, but they've released a, uh, oh God, I had it here somewhere. It's the Standard and the Professional, or Standard Plus and Professional um, series. Did you guys see much of that? Or I did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hang on. Oh, wrong screen. Uh, here now. Um, <laughs> basically, they've gone for, similar to the Revstar, uh, which was what last year, the year before, um, going for sort of a higher quality spec. Um, they have one version that's made in um, in China, one version that's a bit more expensive, made in Japan. Differences are fairly minuscule, like with the Revstar. Uh, Revs, you get yeah. you get some fairly good quality stuff with the Chinese made stuff, and very interestingly, and there's a whole thing about that on YouTube. Uh, pickups made uh, or designed by Rupert Neve, which I found uh, wow interesting thing. Um, yeah, uh, uh, so sort of slightly higher end kind of take on that sort of Strat style yeah. kind of thing, but a little bit different. HSS, I think they're all HSS. Um, some cool colors too, some interesting looking colors. Um, so yeah, thoughts, guys. Yamaha Pacifica with Rupert Neve design pickups. I had no idea he made pickups. No, I, I, <laughs> I dig the Yamaha stuff. My first sort of good electric guitar was a Yamaha RGX. Okay. And then I got that 89 or something, 88, 89. Um, and then I got an RGZ made in Japan about a year later, which again, ah. like super strat yeah. kind of thing. I, I remember the Pacificas coming out in the 90s and they had a pretty – they had some higher range things, and you c- can still get a higher range yeah. Pacifica, but they're definitely known for their like I think is it the one two one or yeah yeah yeah, yeah which is, is sort of the, the the budget model, which is sort of yeah, people's first yeah. guitar kind of thing. And I mean, we sold a bunch of them at the music shop that I used to work at as well. Sure. And, and um, yeah, Rob, what about you? Well, as a company, I love Yamaha. I think yeah. they're probably the best company in the world. Um. I got to say, at a time when there's all of these super strats, I don't know if we needed another one. It's an interesting, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the price range it's at, it's sort of a, it's price an interesting is, sort of price range, yeah. Yeah, but I guess if you look at a Fender Japan Hybrid Two or something like that, in the similar ballpark, yeah. and then again the Revstar Japans are pretty, pretty much up there in that price range too. Yeah, I don't like the pick guard. It's a funny looking thing, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, I really like the pick guard. Oh, caught that, caught that. Well done. (laughs) Puns have been coming even before we started. (laughs) Love it, love it, man. Um, But yeah, it's going to be, it's obviously going to be great. And uh, one of the the things. The last Rev Stars have anything to go by there. Quality control is good. The Rev Star was fantastic. I had had a Rev Star for a while and um, that was a great guitar, really, really quality, great quality guitar. Now, interesting, if anyone out there goes and watches that, it's on the Yamaha YouTube channel. There's the story of the Rupert Neve design pickups. Yeah, so how long ago was he working on it? Because he's been dead for a Well, not him, now. but the company, Rupert Neve oh, design right. company. <laughs> like- no, there's a guy, actually, the interview, the interview, the actual guy that did it, it was some, one, of his, one of the Rupert Neve design engineers. And the story goes, uh, a bunch of guys, because I think Yamaha and... Neve have worked together a few times on consoles and a few other things with transformers and all that sort of stuff. Okay. And a bunch of uh, um, Yamaha guys from Japan went to the Rupert Neve factory and t- 
totally uh, unrelated. They were looking at transformers for stuff or things like that, any, whatever it was, something unrelated. And they saw a bunch of pickups lying there. And the guy said, yeah, in his spare time, he winds pickups. That's something he does. And he showed him some of the pickups he winds, and they loved the sound. And But then apparently it took, I don't know, two, three years. It was, I think, 2019 or something when that started, or maybe even earlier. Back and forth, because the, apparently the Yamaha guys were so particular about being able to reproduce it, uh, get exactly the same magnets, exactly the same everything. So every guitar has got all the same stuff. And they wanted also, and I think that's one of the reasons why the pickup pick guard looks a bit funny. They wanted, and they mentioned, I think EVH was mentioned, Eddie Van Halen. They wanted the humbucker to be mounted to the guitar, not the pick guard. So direct. Yeah, so yeah, direct yeah. mounted for better transfer of stuff and yeah i mean it's an interesting video to watch interesting sort of like i think it goes for about eight minutes or something like that but it's then talking about how the rupert neve design pickups came came about or rupert neve company design pickups yeah maybe they should have put some neve preamps in those new yamaha digital mixes because i've not heard good things (laughs) about those new mixes so i'm 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 staying out of that (laughs) (laughs) All right, Yamaha Pacifica souped up. I I, I dig them too. I, I like the scratch play, but it is it, it is. It looks kooky. interesting, and and you know that what uh, you know good quality tram and all. It's it, it, I'm sure there'll be good guitars. Um, yeah, I think the cheaper one comes in a really good gig bag. Since I've started, you know, doing the YouTube stuff and doing videos, to me one of the things, especially that sort of price range, um, getting good gig bags or cases with it to me is a deal breaker and deal maker. Okay. The Yamaha gig bag is killer. It's almost like mono kind of quality kind of gig bag, cool. which you get for the cheaper one. You get a good case for the higher end one. Uh, to me, that's uh, uh, there are a lot of other companies. I'm not naming any names, but they are well-known companies who their deluxe gig bags to me are not very deluxe at all. And to me, or that sort of stuff. One. Or you don't get one at all. The, to EV, me that, the EVH5150 didn't come with a gig bag. A lot of, well, I didn't want to name Fender, but I named Fender. But yeah, <laughs> a lot of those guys, they, to me, it's it, it does make a huge difference, in, including something specifically that fits and it's it's a good quality gig bag. At that sure. price range, to me, is a deal maker. That's, I think okay. maybe they're just sort of hamstrung by price point. Because yeah. then if they include a gig bag, then... There needs to be a margin on that, and that then pushes the price up, and they're out of that that possible competition. But but when you make, I don't know, hundred thousand guitars, (laughs) that's the difference. I don't think the margin's that huge these days. I guess, yeah. But anyway, to me, that it it just shows when you you can get something at that quality, and you can throw in. um, That's that's Yamaha every day, right? But that's Yamaha, yeah. Yeah, That's what I mean. All day long. Rockin' man, rockin'. All right, Rob, what's your first bit for us? Well, I, funny enough, just picked amps. Yeah, I, I like that. I don't that. know how that happened, but the and, three things I was most excited about were amps. And you were talking and about amps before we started. And I'm sitting <laughs> here with three, well. <laughs> three tube amps behind me. And, uh, yeah, so the first one I picked was the new Friedman Vintage Range. And yeah. he's done a recreation of his 68 Plexi. Uh, nice. Interesting little fun facts about that is it has a built-in variac. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And it just gives you that. It just drops the voltage, which is really cool. And it just 
all of the demos that I saw the on YouTube at NAM were like they all had a little section was the Van Halen sound, and everyone yeah. like pulled that up, and <laughs> it's great. In a, of course, in a time when it's all about neural DSP and plugins and Kempers and Axe Effects and Helix, that there was a really strong amp, valve amp. Vintage there lots, valve there? amp presence out now mm, this year, yeah, and definitely. that grabbed me. So, yeah, that was my first pick. And you know, Dave Friedman is just a bit of a genius when it comes to. He's, but he released the IRX last year, so it's a yeah. pedal form yeah. uh, of an amplifier, and then he goes and he was he was didn't really go into what's going to be in the vintage range going forward, but he said this was the first thing because all of the Friedman amps are pretty much based on his 68 Plexi yeah, and then okay. they've been modded from there. So yeah. did you guys see that one? Yeah, 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 I watched that. That was great. He's I just got to say, like, and, 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 you know, little name dropping here, but I had the pleasure of hanging out with him for a, a few days because at that YouTuber event where I was at a few years ago at Henning's Place, 42 Gear Street, he was there too. And we had you know, lunch and dinner and stuff together. And I was sitting and hanging out and chatting with, with him a couple of times. And his knowledge is just insane. I mean, he's a mega nerd when it comes to that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you have to be to to do that. But his knowledge of all that stuff is just insane. Uh, and his amps are, are amazing. Like, every single Friedman I've ever played is absolutely killer. And I'm sure whatever he makes is is awesome. I've never even been close to one. A couple of pedals, but I've never, never seen one in the flesh. I played most of them, um, um, including the Steve Stevens one with the ray gun on it. That's the one I would love. I'd love that. <laughs> yeah, you um, would. <laughs> but yeah, no, they're, they're amazing amps. I mean, they're, 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 they have a really unique sound. And uh, yeah, I, I played most of them. I really, my favorite probably out of all of them is the um, uh, Jerry Cantrell, um, the JJ. That's a great amp. Uh, yeah, I really cool. like that one. That is cool. I've never, I've never played one either. But one of my favourite Marshalls in the HX Stomp is not really a Marshall. It's a Friedman. It's the yeah the Placator, which um which I like, which is not a real Friedman. We all know that, but it's uh, <laughs> pretending to be one, and uh, I enjoy that. <laughs> I use that too. I had I did a direct gig due to some weather issues a couple of weeks ago on the boat, and I went oh, yeah. direct with the HX Stomp, and yeah, same thing, Placator. The yeah, clean is great cool. too, and a clean and dirty, both are mm. good. It's a good amp, yeah. But awesome. if I'm uh, just talking about it gets me closer to one, then uh, I'll thank whoever sends one to me. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> Rob Rhodes, care of the Guitar Speak podcast, uh, will we'll, we'll forward on any amps that turn up. All right, my my first pick, and again, not in any particular order, um, came from Third Man Hardware. Now we spoke about these guys. I can't remember when, but we spoke about the Telegraph, which was the yeah. the Jack White crazy octavy yeah. um, pair with those switches. That's cool. I didn't really know much about Third Man Hardware apart from that. Um, but I guess what what's becoming obvious is they like to collaborate with other builders yeah. or, and designers and things so that's cool so they released two products at nam this year one was called the triple threat and it was just a very simple three uh three effect in one 
little stomp box. You see lots of these things for sale for not a lot of dollars. 99 um, bucks, I think. 99 US. This is 99 bucks, yeah. And one and is it, on, um, one's on its way to me currently, so <gasps> there'll be no a video way. of it on the channel soon, yeah. I was getting, because it's, it's made in conjunction with Donna. Yeah. I was going to ask, do you, do you guys on the super fun, happy, awesome, happy show <laughs> pedal? Um, We've, we, we have worked with Donna in the past, yeah, and they're sending us one. Nice. So that's, that's, it's nice. coming, it's coming. Uh, so yeah, it's got a distortion and a phaser and an analog sounding delay. I, I suspect it's a digital delay. Whether it's it is, yeah, analog. we'll find out. <laughs> and it self-oscillates, which I dig. So that, I thought, looked kind of fun, looked kind of cool. And then they came out with um, their DIY Fuzzatron pedal. So, um, again, maybe the JHS effect. I mean, you've been able to buy a pedal in a kit for a long time. Maybe though on the back of the uh, Nodaclon, the uh, <laughs> DIY Fuzzatron, oh, which I, I think pedal, is seventy nine bucks or something US. Um, yeah, they look cool too. They look cool. Maybe just because it had cool stickers. Maybe yeah. that's what swayed me. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. Did you guys see see those? Well, you obviously saw the triple threat, Gabor. Yeah, as soon as I saw it, I contacted Donna and they, they were so kind that they're going to send us one. But um, I think it looks really cool. Um, and I think it's also up until now, all the, the Jack White stuff um, was all very boutique very high-endy, very expensive stuff. Yeah, yeah. And this is sort of the first time he's doing something that's – and, I mean, 99 bucks, and I'd say it'd be good. I mean, the Donna stuff we've had was great, and it was it's cheap. It's Chinese-made stuff, but um, – it's been good stuff, so I can imagine it's really, really good, and I'm I'm quite looking forward to it. Um, more, to check more it out. in his more in his wheelhouse too. You know, yeah. like the guy uses forty dollars fuzz pedals and yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. get his well, sound, so well, they, they were forty dollars like when he started using them. Now they're about four hundred dollars, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the cult of personality. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, All right, but yeah, I dig it. I, I I'm really looking forward to it. I'm I'm I'm. Looking forward to, to checking it out. Yeah, man. I look forward to the video. That'll be that'll be cool. All right, Gabor, ever the controversial member of the panel, your next product <laughs> wasn't actually released at NAM, man. What's going well, on? Well, yeah, I, that's but it was released. It I sort of was, I took, yeah. I took it as a things that were released in the NAM week, let's say it that yeah. way. Um, okay. okay so I picked in the, the NAM year. In NAM year. <laughs> so I picked the Fender Switchboard. Um which I thought, as soon as I saw it, I thought it's an it's a weird thing for Fender to do. But I'm guessing they're trying more and more to get into the the pedal worlds uh, and into the sort of more upmarket pedal world. Because up until yeah. now, a lot of the stuff was sort of the more budgety side of things. Yeah. So the switchboard for people that don't know it, it's basically a, a an effects loop switcher. Um, but the cool thing with it is you can uh, quite easily you can rearrange the order of the effects. You can insert a whole bunch of stuff. You have input buffer, output buffer that you can either have on or have off. You have, That's cool. You have, uh, I think, loops you can insert into it as well, within it, and all that sort of stuff. And where you place the volume pedal, you can shift it around and shift it around on a patch-to-patch basis. So it's not a um, uh, not one of the things where you set, like as a global setting where you set it up. It's on a patch-to-patch basis. You can move all these things around. And if, it, if it's anything to go by the... Um, 
the, the sort of the quality of the um, the Tone Master Pro. You've you've had a Tone Master Pro too, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I thought it was that. really it. well made, good quality. Uh, the 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 switches that were, the foot foot switches that were also knobs were great. And if yep. it's anything to go by, it's again maybe slightly higher priced. Okay, uh, I think it's around seven hundred dollars or something like that in Australia. I don't know what it's like in America, but um, so it's not the cheapest thing in the world. But it seems to be fairly good. It looks really good quality, and it looks like it can do a lot of things, lo- lots of interesting features. So yeah. I sort of thought, yeah, why not? So did you guys get a chance to check it out or? Yeah, they did it with RJM, didn't they? They designed uh, it with RJM. There was something like that, yeah. 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 So the Mastermind, Mastermind is what they make, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it looks really good. It's kind of like a if Boss were going to update the MS3. Yeah. Or the, the, kind of, the, the ES8, yeah, the, yeah that yeah, sort of stuff. So, because it, that one doesn't have the effects built in, right? It's just the switch. No, board. it's just a loop switcher, yeah. yeah. It's the switch. Like so, the ES8 and ES, ES5? Was there five? Yeah. There's a five, yeah. There's a five, yeah. So obviously people have seen that pedal show and yeah. the success of the gig rig. Yeah. yeah. And maybe RJM are just like, oh, we kind of need to – we need a bigger name to push our product to go to the next level. Yeah. So th- them and Fender have gotten together and designed this. It looks really cool. And it's yeah. pro- quite compact too. Yeah, yeah. It, that's what- at first I thought it looked quite big yeah. and then the guy sort of leant down and put another pedal next to it. And I went, oh, actually, that's – that's it, really good. It looks really good, good size. It looks well built. It looks it looks e- very easy to navigate to me, because that's always. I mean, I have a Boss ES8, and I really like it, and I used to use it a lot when I used to do band gigs. But uh, it it's a bit of a menu dive kind of thing to change things and to move things around. I mean, the, the possibilities are almost limitless, and I'm pretty mm. sure the gig rig is similar. Although I haven't seen the later the newest gig rigs now with the 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 bigger screen and stuff on it as well. But um, uh, it seems like a really easy to use, easy to navigate, uh, n- no fuss sort of um, looper, you know, uh, yeah. but really powerful at the same time. That's cool. I mean, that's what they were going for with the Tone Master as yeah. well. So maybe that's yeah. Yeah. part of their thing. Yeah, I think – so when you said 700, is that US or I think Australian. Australian. I think that's in okay. Australia, uh, 799 in Australia. So I'm going well, to that, say that competes 500, with the ES8, 500ish maybe US something like that. Yeah, that that sits pretty squarely with an ES8, I think. Yeah, if I remember. Yeah. Oh yeah, in the in that ballpark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, the a Nam-ish release from Fender, and I've got a Nam-ish release <laughs> later Nam-ish. as well. Nam Rob, give us a, <clears throat> give us another amp, Rob. All right. Well, because I'm cool. I'm like a like a rule nerd. I stuck to the brief here. But again, another oh, answer. Yeah. Ouch. Thank you, Rob. Ouch. Ouch. You know, Thank you, Rob. Someone, Ouch. Respect. Someone has to. Someone has to be the you oh. know, the compass. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had the new slash amp from Magnetone, which had been talked about quite a bit leading up to it, and um, just hearing the story of him having some M80s um, that he liked, and that was sort of where they started. But again, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like that. It's like a Marshall Plexi JCM 800 style sound. Yeah. Like when people were playing through it, when I was listening to the YouTubers demoing it, I was like, yeah, it sounds like a Silver Jubilee-ish. <laughs> There's a bit more of a, you know, a vintage feel to it. But like as much as you can hear that on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, and coming out of that, Slash has a blues album coming out in March. Oh, really? Where he used yeah. um, the red snakeskin M80 that was built for him uh, okay. prior to the, the Slash signature coming out. But obviously he made the connection. Uh, Richard Fortas plays Magnetone. Yeah. And he was sort of introduced that way. And um, okay. it, it looks like a Marshall. It looks like a, you know, Plexi-style Marshall with very similar looks to the Freedman. It has the snakeskin when you get in there close. I think it's green snakeskin, isn't it? Green and black. Uh, from what I, I saw. I can't remember. I can't remember yeah. off the top of my head. But it's it's got that sound. And again, it, company's going back to the tried and true sort of sounds from those late 60s, but, early 70s Marshalls. But at yeah. quite, a, quite a premium price too. <laughs> Well, remember the Slash signature Marshall, oh, yeah, the JCM eight hundred, like ridiculous that was expensive, yeah, crazy, yeah. And yeah, yeah. we've seen what happened to Silver Jubilees since Slash and Bonamassa tout, yeah, regularly yeah. about them and how the prices have gone through the roof on those. Yeah, true, true. It true. just seems like these things can't be done cheap anymore. No, uh, if you if you want them cheap, there there's options out there for that style of amp, but that. Made in America, hand wired. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna pay a premium, especially yeah. now. Um, so yeah, that was my sec- pick number two. What did you guys think about that one? Oh man, I liked it. I thought it sounded awesome. Yeah, is so are they all handmade? Is that the big deal, Rob? I think so. Yeah, I, they're I all think so. okay. They're all built in America, all handmade, and I think there was um, uh, his name is how's my his name escaped me. The guy from uh, Anderton's went in nice and early and played it, and he was just struck by how loud it was. Oh, like, uh, in uh, your uh, face. Uh, um, the Danish Pete? The other no. guy, the captain. The oh, cap- the captain. captain. Lee, yeah, whatever his name is. Lee, Lee Anderton. Anderton. Lee, yeah. Lee. yeah. Anderton, I've seen so yeah. many. I'm like, Grah. And, uh, yeah, he was just, like, very self-conscious because he okay. said it was just so <laughs> slamming, even at low volume. So, you okay. know, it's not going to be an we're going to be able to gig with really. No, it's not well, a wedding amp. No, some real estate mogul will have it in his soundproof pool room. Um, with his with his yeah. uh, fifty eight, fifty nine bursts that he's got sitting around there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I thought it's. I say great good that, on him, by the way. Yeah, yeah. If he's oh, got yeah his, absolutely, absolutely. If he's dialed in his soundproof room, good on him. Yeah. Um, I thought it sounded great. The videos <laughs> I saw it sound. I mean, but same as you, Rob. It's 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 a good sounding vintage Marshall. That's pretty much what it is, and and um, no, but I liked it. It looks. I think Magnetone stuff looks really cool too. Even I mean, they kind of went for the martial look as well, sort of with the. But still, it, it there's something about the and the, the you know the Magnetone written across the top. Some about it, I like the look of Magnetones. I always thought they looked good. Yeah, I wish they had gone for the classic Magnetone look with it. Somehow yeah. incorporated the slash look into that. Yeah, but mm. you know. Because it's going to be hard to stand out from a crowd. He's going to have a wall of marshals or he's going to do a wet, dry, wet with a magnetone somewhere in his rig, which is what he's been doing. Yeah. And it's just kind of going to get lost yeah. in amongst all those yeah. marshal badges. Yeah. Yeah. But cool, though. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, if you want to send me one, happy to take it. <laughs> Ooh, the Friedman or the Mag- Which one should I use today? The Friedman or the Magneton? Hmm. Still both. Turn stereo. <clears throat> Wet dry. Stereo. <laughs> yeah, stereo. 
dual mono. Either way, it's going to sound great. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, my, my next one. I think we might do one more before we take a break. Sure. Uh, Rob, you mentioned there were many super strats. I'm, I'm, you guys know I'm, I'm a strat dude and I love the super strat. So, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll. PV Vandenberg reissue. Killer. I remember when this came out. Um, I know probably about 1990, pretty much on that cusp, just before grunge ruined every. I mean, before grunge <laughs> revolutionised. <laughs> Sorry. Before Sorry. they put all those hairspray companies out of business. That's right. It that's was right. it was workplace health and safety. It was too flat. The stages were way too flammable. That was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so PV. Um. So yeah, early 90s. PV was working with. Did you guys hear that? Or was that just me? No. That was no. just me. So in the early 90s, PVs, it seemed like they're sponsoring everyone. They got, they've got Van Halen on board with the, uh, the 5150. They've, uh, in Whitesnake, they've got uh, the bass player, Rudy Sarzo, is playing a signature bass, and they create this super strat for Adrian Vandenberg, the guitarist, was with Whitesnake for a long time, didn't, due to a bunch of circumstance, didn't record a lot with them, but... Uh, I believe played the guitar solo for "Here I Go Again," the uh, the iconic solo. So yeah, cool super strat. Always dug the little violin style yeah. cutouts. I thought it looked awesome. Um, it's funny because um, Adrian Vandenberg's really tall, and this guitar looks really small on him. <laughs> it's kind of like John Mayer with a strat. You go, well, a strat's a normal looking guitar until someone. And you see Paul Simon with a strat, and it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, but I dug it, and it was a cool um, uh, that kind of soft pink, which is all the rage nowadays. Uh, that salmon pinky one, I kind of like that. I'm not into the quilt kind of thing. No, but, me um, neither. Yeah, does the world need another super strat? I don't know. Probably not. But why not? Why not? One more. <laughs> um, I think it looks pretty cool. I like this. That sort of that is it called a hockey stick kind of that reverse hockey stick. It's kind. Of, it's very yeah. It's kind very of like Kramer, thing. Kramer anyway, vibes. It, it. I, I do. I do like the look of it. I think it's a. I, I like you said. Those kind of extra little cutting thingy dingies are kind of like. Um, in, I'm just going to be totally honest here. I've never heard of Adrian Vanderberg before we did <laughs> of this podcast. You haven't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I have heard of White Snake, but I couldn't tell you a White Snake song. Um, oh, here, here we go again. Here we here we all go again. Here we all yes, go again. There it. you go. So now I know one. Here they go again. <laughs> oh, here they go again. Um, so I know that one, and I do like the inlays too. I think the inlays look cool. Um, yeah. The sort of what is it? Is it meant to be like a heart monitor thing or something? Heart monitor. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah like you know, because it looks kind of like, like that. his career. Like. Well, it has on a twelfth fret. It has like a little. Sorry, you know. cut that out. <laughs> I think he's doing all right. I think he's doing all right. Um, yeah, I don't know what they're meant to be, but yeah, they're, they're kind of cool. They're kind of cool. Yeah, kind of. Like one more super strap. <laughs> like they dropped it right on the strap button and it sort of pushed everything in a little bit. Buckled. Well, it's it. essentially a jazz master, then, isn't it? Oh, it's come a, on, it's Gabor! An with a sweeping <laughs> is it an offset? <laughs> come on, guys! Come on. No, all it needs on it is is fake f holes, and then it could almost be uh, some sort of <laughs> Paul Gilbert model. Almost, it has a kind of a vibe. 
Um, Maybe. No, I think it's a cool-looking guitar. I, I, I do. Uh, actually, out of those pictures, there's a black one. I quite like oh, yeah, the black yeah. one that's sort of stealthy with the red binding. I think that yeah. looks really cool. Um, I mean, the pink is all right. And, yeah, I'm not into the sort of quilted thing. Um, but, yeah, I do, I, do like, I do like the look of it. All right. There we go. <laughs> one more Super Strat. I, I think a few, at least one more Super Strat gets a mention in the honourable en- honorable mentions, oh, which is cool. Well, there. Yeah, I was, I was not a fan. I'm, I'll, even though I'm a fan of upside down headstocks and yeah. pink guitars, Fair I'm call. Not, a, not a fan of that one. And it has single Duncan pickups too, doesn't it? So I, I of, believe so. That's strike three. Sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott, ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and the McNally Smith College of Music. I was one of the beta testers for the course and can say as a music educator, I was really impressed by the logical sequence of learning. The course has also been endorsed by players such as Brett Garson and Greg Cock. For more details, check out the links in our show notes. Hey, welcome back. We are the Iconic Series. We're talking about NAMM 2024 with our favourite picks. I'm with Rob and Gabor. We're having a good time. We're talking about a bunch of stuff. We're back to, I think, you, Gabor. Ah. What, what was your next pick for NAMM 2024? All right. Uh, uh, quite interesting because uh, I'm a bit of a fan of, of these guitars. A whole new range uh, of Sire guitars and basses were announced uh-huh. Uh, the Marcus Miller basses and the Larry Carlton guitars. Now, um, if you go to the website, um, um, there's a whole, it shows you all the new stuff. The, some of the basses look really cool too. There's a bunch of sort of music man kind of looking basses. But guitars, there's some really interesting stuff actually. I don't know. Did you guys get a chance to look through some of it or? I did. They, there's heaps of new guitars. There's heaps. There's tons. And, and uh, amongst it also, which I found very interesting, um, is are these sort of? I guess it maybe. What's his name? Is it? I always think of the guy from the Muppet Show, but it's not the Muppet Show. The guy from um, Polyphony, <laughs> Polyphony, the the guitar player guy, Tim he- Tim Tim Henson, Henson, not Jim yeah. Henson, Tim Henson. Tim, uh, yeah. He, okay. The, you Jim. know that that thin body nylon string guitar that he brought out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, with they, Ibanez, yeah, they yeah. Brought, with Ibanez, well, the Larry Carlton series, they've got a thin body, similar sort of shape. Uh, steel string and nylon string they just brought out. Uh, speaking of super strats, Matt, come on, man! Uh, they brought out two super strats as well, Larry Carlton super strats, the X5 and the X10. Well, I should mention also while I'm all excited and giddy about it. So they had weird kind of a number system <laughs> for their guitars. So they had a three, a five, and a seven series. I don't know why they chose odd numbers, but they went for odd numbers. So the, there was a, an S. Three S five and an S seven, which is the oh sorry no S three and S seven. Um, uh, why they didn't pick six with guitars, I don't know, but they went for seven. Um, the seven was the higher end, the three was the lower end. So now they've got a five series that they kind of put in between, and they also got a ten okay. series, which is sort of top of the line with fancier materials and all that stuff. And they brought out the X5 and the X10, which are very sort of shreddy Ibanez with Floyd Rose-looking guitars. I don't know if you've had a look at them. Yeah, yeah. Looking uh, at them now, yeah. With a 
quite an ugly headstock, but I mean, that's a different sort yeah. of story. Um, very excitingly for me as well, they brought out the J3 and the J5, which is Jazzmaster style guitar, the J3 with a sort of Strat style trem, and a J5 with a really kind of weird looking, almost sort of Duesenberg looking trem. It is kooky. It's like, kooky. In, in a cool way. But also the inlays look really cool. I like I liked the... As a, as a jazz master style guitar, I really like it. They brought out some thin line telly looking things. Yeah, they uh, look cool. Which look pretty yeah. cool with uh, P90s and with um, um, more sort of traditional kind of pickups. Uh, they brought out the 10 series in strats as well. So higher end, um, better woods, you know, gold hardware, fancier stuff. Um, and they brought out, which I find very weird, they brought out the L5 guitar. Have you seen that one? Which is that sort of... With the lipstick? Lipsticks. Weird-looking guitar. Weird-looking guitar. <laughs> um, but they brought it out. So, um, guys, thoughts on the new... Oh, and then there's also uh, um, some uh, like proper jazz boxes, like deeper kind of um, hollow-body yeah, guitars. Yeah, big hollow-body one. Um, and actually, speaking of those kind of thin acoustic uh, guitars, they also brought them out in, ele- in acoustic basses. So, this sort of thin-body... Acoustic four-string mm. and five-string. Yeah, um, and a fretless, I think. And fretless, yeah. So there's some cool stuff that... that I think that actually a lot of the basses look really, really cool. But anyway, uh, thoughts? Matt. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, well, he, heaps of new things. Now, at first when I saw a shred guitar called the Larry Carlton... <laughs> Shredder Sonic or whatever. He's like, oh, hang on, hang on. But Carlton did play some Valley Arts guitars. He did, yeah. In the uh, back in the back in the day, um, yeah. I wasn't super taken by the shred, the no. shred things, but I liked a lot of the others. Lots of P ninety guitars. I yeah. really like that. Um, sort of that Liz Paul Junior. looking one. Yeah, which was probably the the most bare bones of the range. Just single P ninety. Cool colors too. Single colorway thing. Some yeah. cool colors. Yeah, I like the colors. I mean, they, they've been kicking goals, sire, since, uh, yeah. since they launched. And the distributor, the Australian distributor, is not far from me, I think. Is that um, G- the guys at G-Sus? This is for, yeah. Kang and the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kang. Hi, Hello, Kang. Kang. Lovely dude, yeah. Kang's awesome. Yeah, because you, you did a bunch of sire. We did it, yeah, not the, through them. We did it direct with sire, but they sent us a bunch of stuff. And, and um, yeah, cool. Great guitars. They're really, really good guitars. I mean, I. Uh, it, uh, it's again, it's sort of the cliche thing, value for money. But for that sort of price, around that, um, in America, I guess, sort of around five, six, seven hundred, eight hundred dollars here, mm-hmm. early thousands, around th- you know, eight, nine hundred to okay. twelve hundred dollars. Um, just value for money and and quality killer guitars. The the fretboards are really, really well done. Um, uh, stainless steel frets too. Stainless steel. Fr- I think that. Okay. Oh, possibly stainless steel frets. Yeah. Um, everything made in house, so it's all their own pickups, their own everything. Okay. Everything made to Larry Carlton specifications. Now, up until now, I can totally see that with the three three five style, with the maybe with the the sort of super strat that they used to have. That I had one. Uh, I have one the uh, HSS one, which kind of reminds me of that kind of Valley Arts kind of stuff without a Floyd mm. though. Um, I can sort totally see that with a lot of these guitars. I think they're just branching out and less to his specifications. But um, uh, I do think there's some really, really good stuff amongst that. I would really, I'd love to check out one of the um, 
thin line tellies with the P90s. They look amazing to me. Yeah. They look really, really cool. Uh, with a really nice wood grain through it too. Uh, and yeah, I mean, they they sound, they play, they feel. They are quality guitars, i got to say. Have you guys ever played any Sire stuff? Only at your place. Oh, yeah. My, oh, yeah actually, Alex's. Oh, Alex's yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Yeah. Um, yeah, they felt good. And, um, you know, they were just very difficult to get for a long time. I know yeah. a lot of people were on the wait list yeah, yeah. for them here. Um, did anyone see Larry Carlton playing at NAMM? No. He said, no, oh, I haven't played up. for a month or something, and he just picked up and... Oh, of course. About. Yeah, well, yeah. It was so good, but the, like he sh- he's got the shakes. Oh. So I don't know if it's oh, really? if there's anything going on, but once he played guitar, the shakes were gone. It's just... Wow. Yeah. It's annoying. I, wow. I, I just went on, I just went overseas over Christmas to visit my, my parents. I was gone for five weeks. I, I definitely didn't play very well when I came back. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Larry's got one on me. <laughs> Yeah. Cool, cool. So worth checking out. Yeah, I've got to get down to Jesus. I haven't, I haven't even visited there. I'm going to do it. Um, Rob, you got another amp. We got two more amps. Yeah. So this is just the Rev booth. I guess was exciting. Mm, yeah. Um, they've come out. They've reissued the generator. Is it the 120? Yeah. And yeah, there's yeah, also yeah. a 50. There's also a smaller 50 as well. And yeah, you, all you need to do is look at who was in the booth demoing the amps, Sean Tubbs. Sean, oh, he, yeah. yeah. He's an amazing player, that guy. And they just was just like, that's the sound, right? Like, mm-hmm. It was just, it was killer and there's options. It wasn't really, it's not your classic reissue style amp like the Friedman and the Magnetone. It's, it's its own thing, yeah. It's its own thing and they've... The, the 120 has all four of their channels in it. So, is it the blue, the red, the green, and the purple? There's a, uh, the, there's a, there's a green. Yeah, pop, probably. Yeah, blue is clean, then the green, and the red, and the purple. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, so many options yeah. with a channel switching all tube amp. And all with the two notes. Stereo out too. Stereo, Stereo yeah, yeah, the full full Captor Captor X, which is which is uh, pretty cool. They, yeah, I think all the ref stuff now, um, none of it comes without the two notes out. Yeah, um, that's so, so cool. That's brilliant. Just something completely different to the other two amps. A bit more sort of, uh, I don't know, what you would say, current but they, designs. They, and- uh, the, the ref stuff. I, I I've played a bunch of ref stuff, um, and I, I I always really like it because it's you have. With a lot of these amps, you have the you have either three or four channels, but you have the clean and the sort of crunch channel are very kind of vintagey, martially voiced, and then you've got the high gain, which is the modern kind of chugga chugga kind of stuff. But if you don't want the chugga chugga, they do, they have quite vintage voiced channels. Or sort you of can like get- Bogner, like I feel like them and Bogner. Kind yeah. of similar, you know, blue channel, red channel. Yeah, but then within each voice, channel, you can change stuff around, and and because yeah. there's a lot of switching options, especially on the big suckers, but the 120. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of 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 Rev. I like the I like everything they've done. Um, I, I still one of my favorite little amps to play. Um, the people with the special glasses can see it behind me is the the D20, the little D20 amp, which is a, a great little head. 
Um, 20 watts, if you just want something small that has a direct out with a two notes thing in it as well, that's a great pedal platform. They're awesome. Yeah, I'm a fan. Well, they kind of remind me of what Rivera was doing yeah. in the 90s, you know, it's kind of got similar vibes. Or Mesa Boogie as well before that. Sort of, Mesa Boogie. Yeah, yeah, sort of lots of options. Uh, catering for the the angrier people and crowds, but also catering <laughs> for the the less angry people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you get a chance to look at that one, Matt? Yeah, yeah, I I dug it as well. I really like the two note stuff just being standard now. It makes it so usable. Oh yeah. Um, so keeping your tones because essentially, um, once the two notes kicks in, you don't need like a like a cab. Um, no power soak or anything like no, that. Hey, you the, can just the cool thing with those as well is with all the ref stuff is you unplug the speaker, and yeah. it knows that there's no speaker, so it has a load connected instantly. Because that used to be a really dangerous thing, yeah, yeah. obviously without a load. So you had to, I have an old uh, all on, those load boxes on a, like an old Susan Kettner amp, and you had to switch it to whether you wanted to be load box. So, and if you if you accidentally don't do it, you still fry your amp. But with that, it knows. So as soon as you unplug the uh, the speaker cable it knows that there's nothing plugged into it and it just goes out through the two notes um, and then all the switching options as well because you can run it uh, before the power amp or after the power amp so the actual out so you can run it where uh, you can run oh, it oh awesome yeah. that's cool so you can run it in different places where the actual um, out comes uh, and then all the options and and I think I think they're both Bluetooth as well so you don't even need to connect it to a computer via USB I think the generators are Bluetooth so you can do all the stuff on your iPad for the two note stuff via Bluetooth okay okay so which is built in Bluetooth which is really good so and uh, yeah two notes I can't speak highly enough about two notes I've I've, I've um, I mean I work we work with two notes now on the YouTube channel but even before that um, I, I, I mean I bought my my um, Torpedo live well before I had a YouTube channel and I used it and okay. it's a it's I think it's I can't tell a difference between a in a live scenario or in a recording I can't tell a difference between a real speaker that's mic'd and that um, so well, I'm in the middle of a I'm in the middle of a bit of an experiment at the moment where I'd been using the cab M live yeah. so between the head and the cab. Instead of a mic, almost yeah. two years instead of a mic, yeah. and since I've switched to in ears, it hasn't had like it hasn't felt right. Okay, so I've gone back to a mic just to do sort of a little bit of time with the microphone playing in my ear, okay, and just pick up a bit of the room, yeah, and just trying to get it a bit more lively in the ears because they can sort of be a bit dead sounding sometimes for sure. So yeah, yeah. I'm just seeing if it have some more life so yeah. stay tuned i'll report back on that cool, but cool, cool. Yeah, i've loved cool. the cab m plus yeah. for a long time yeah so to have that stuff in the head it's great yeah yeah love it yeah yeah rev doing great stuff great great stuff it's cool they are their own thing and they are doing new stuff which is fun i mean we all we we all enjoy reissue stuff to different degrees yeah. but um yeah it's kind of, it's cool seeing the other end of it too my my last main pick um, is, is sort of it, it is an amp. It's a the Laney four twelve box. It's a quad yeah. box, but it's a, it's F R F R. I think it was a little bit before name that it was released, but I, I'll you know I'll, I'll let that go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Alrighty. Um, Namish, Namish, Laney four twelve. Here's the thing: the the whole modelling world's taken off. People are, are lugging pedal boards to gigs, going, going direct, you know, direct in front of house, etc., etc., or bringing a small powered speaker. This is like the opposite. This is like this is like a speaker for people who want to bring their modeler and blast some rooms, which is awesome. I so I just like it how it's the opposite of of where a lot of it's heading. Um, I mean, Rob's called on a lot of really cool amps tonight, of course. But um, yeah, I dig it. I use a Laney two twelve with you know an, an analog amp, blah blah blah, but with some modeling into it. But this is just straight in. I could I could dig this. I'm just amazed, in all honesty, I'm just amazed that no one else has done this before. <laughs> well, people have been hinting at yeah. traditional guitar boxes. Like Fender have just yeah, done just some but like a one by full range that kind of look. Thing or, there's a yeah, 112 and there's a 212 yeah. or a 210 with a but, horn in the middle. And, but a 4x12, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm thing. amazed no one has ever done that before. It's, it's Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I think because people would have just used like a Freyette or something into a quad box. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yes. Or, the, or the, the Seymour Duncan thing, you know. They, a lot of people use that. That's it. What is it called? Yeah. The little power amp thing, Seymour Duncan thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, and the Pedal Baby, were you using one of those for a while, Rob? Yeah, I gave him a go. But, uh, yeah, 100 watt Class D is not, even though we don't play super loud, he couldn't keep up. Uh, and yeah. I had two of them. I was running two of them in stereo. Okay. <laughs> and it couldn't keep up. Couldn't couldn't handle the boost. Like really wanted to kick the boost up in a solo. Yeah. Okay. Kind of collapsed. Yeah. I've been using a Mark uh DV Mark micro amps, fifty watts class D, and it's crazy loud. Yeah. Mm. They're great. So the DV Mark stuff is I, really good. I think it's that's yeah. a very underrated brand. That was my backup amp, and then I just thought, I'm not going to carry the big amp anymore. Yeah. Anyway, back to the Laney, though. It's uh, reportedly 2,600 watts. Holy moly. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say $2,600. <laughs> well, it might be $2,600. A dollar a watt. Woo! Can I have the 30-watt version, please? But um, there you go. It looks cool. Full range, just massive, massive box. Probably really, really heavy, you know? Good. And the Laney stuff, again, to me, Laney, I've, I, we've, st we've been working with Laney for a while now and they've been sending us a lot of stuff. I really genuinely like a lot of Laney stuff. Uh -huh. I think they, for whatever reason, they just got a bad name in the sort of maybe 90s, early 2000s. But a lot of their stuff, and especially the newer stuff now, is, is great. I, I really, yeah, really like it. Some, and they just relaunched the whole, um, um, uh, what is it called? The Iron... Not Iron Man. Iron Heart. Iron Heart series. Iron Heart. Yeah. All now UK made as well instead of Chinese made. Um, that came out at the same time as that. Um, yeah, right. And that's they're great amps. I mean, I, 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 again, I think Laney's just one of those brands that, for whatever reason, it got a bad name, bad rep for whatever. Think it was maybe. Do you think it was maybe that VC series? Maybe that, that kind of yeah. seemed to be the thing that put them because the gl series was going well and the iomis like yeah. paul gilbert all those guys were using um the bigger wattage and the then yeah, the, 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 the hybrid stuff that came out that was yeah it was pretty crap yeah, yeah. but then the lionheart gets really good reviews <laughs> They're great. And there's, sam vincent has been spooking that laney the vintage range that i think that's the lionheart lionheart yeah the, the blue, blue one blue yeah blue and colors. it sounds amazing you know, and Bergs has been using Laney's on his channel for 
for ages for ages yeah Yeah. Yeah. so i think yeah yeah, i just i have this memory of those vcs just they probably constantly being in for repair or not working at gigs um when i was mixing other bands or putting original nights on and having issues with them and seeing them that was like the vox sort of one yeah like a class a 30 watt yeah yeah. yeah, I've got an LC30, which is uh, it's a UK made one, and I did have to redo the transformer. Mm. Yeah, um, but I've had it for about ten years, so that's the only major thing. But it sounds amazing, but it's not voiced like the VC. It's not mm. vo- it's not voiced like a Vox. That's hard to say. It's um it's, it's almost like Fendery. It's almost Fendery, but it's EL84, so it's got still got a bit of interesting glass. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, that wasn't released at NAMM this year because it's about 30 years old or something. (laughs) Hey, let's blast through our honourable mentions. We won't deep dive into these as we have the other products, but um, we'll just give them a a shout-out. Gabor, take it away. Well, one that I was almost going to do as a a full thing is the Game Changer mod series. Did you guys see them? Yeah. How cool cool do they? I mean, all the Game Changer stuff is awesome, I've got to say. I've got to give it to them. And they're from uh, from Latvia, I think. Is it Latvia that they're from? From one of the Baltic states, anyway. And uh, okay. they're always dressed in suits at at NAM, and they're just. I like that. I, I like that. I really, really like those guys. Taking it seriously. Taking it seriously. And I just like how they call themselves Game Changer Audio, and yeah, that's yeah. what they're doing. <laughs> and I mean, all the products are really, really, really cool. But these this mod series. And hang on, I've got the. I just got it here. Just want to see just to get it right. So they've got a delay, a reverb, and a chorus, which has sort of uh, Eurorack-style patch bay stuff that you can do with it. The two ninety-nine US, so not even that expensive, I've got to say. Maybe six hundred here or more. Probably something like that. Yeah, probably. So not not super cheap, but I mean. And then they all have that um, dynamics thing where you can route some parts of the effects like almost like a like an envelope kind of thing that to the dynamics if you're playing they've got a pitch thing which then depending on where you play how low or how high you play it reacts differently you can you can link them together via it's uh, to me it's just another one of those things which just does the world need it probably not is it cool yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> but, all right keep going good ball keep going through your okay. honorables um yep also, we'll uh, Bad Cat this. Rubicon, the little uh, Bad Cat lunchbox head. Lunchbox, yeah. Uh, yeah. The videos are sort it sounds amazing. Just And from really nice cleans to kind of vintage sounding drives to quite chugga-chugga with all the two-note stuff in it as well. Um, don't think it's... Two-notes. Yeah, it's got the two-notes thing in it as well. Amazing. Um, it looks like a cool, um, cool little amp. Um, did you guys see much about it? Yeah, a little uh, bit. I watched very the- briefly. Yeah, I watched the bad cat thing, but I was sort of more interested in the guy talking, how they bought the new R&D guy on board, and he's like, we got rid of the eyes, and we got rid of this, oh, so, um, so I kind of got lost in that whole story. The, and Pete guy, <laughs> Pete, Pete, uh, Pete uh, what's this, uh, German guy who does all the, he was the, probably the brains behind Boutique Amp Distribution, mm. he did Tone King Amps as well, Peter. Arens or something like that, German guy, who does the MP switching stuff. Yeah. And he kind of brought the whole boutique amp distribution stuff together, which is Friedman and Morgan and all that stuff. Um, yeah. uh, and he's taken over now uh, as the design head designer at, um, at Bad Cat. 
And actually, yeah, all the MP could... switching stuff is now going to be Bad Cat branded as well. Okay, yeah. that's cool. That is cool. Um, oh, Gabor, honorable mentions. Uh, another non nam honorable mention. Oh, <laughs> bum, bum. Three strikes, you're out. Wah, wah, Three strikes. Wah, wah, wah. I really like this one. Uh, the Dave Grohl uh, Epiphone. Um, yeah, I think it's that, cool. That blue Trini Lopez style 335. It'd be interesting to play it to see what it's like, but it's, it's I mean, I think nowadays for like a rock guitar player it's probably about as iconic of a guitar as you can get uh, i mean they're a huge yeah, band yeah. at the moment i mean they've been for a long yeah, time for a long time whether you like them or not um but yeah super iconic guitar be interesting to see what it'll be like but uh, thoughts yeah. guys uh i dig it i dig it i mean the epiphone signature stuff it is expensive yeah. um but it's cheaper than the Gibson <laughs> Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, definitely. For that guitar, you can't find it. I guess the Kirk Hammett Greeny, you can find a bunch of Les Pauls. Um, yeah. But, yeah, this one's at least this quite unique, I think. So, mm. yeah, like it. Rob, thoughts? Yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm going to sit on the fence on this okay, one. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Next. I'm going to leave that one. Next. Okay, uh, uh, another signature series guitar, but this was definitely released at NAMM, so... Yeah. Um, this is the Godin or Godin um, Alex Lifeson signature series um, Super, uh, Super Strat two versions one with a Floyd one with a Vega Tram which I, I'm a big fan of mm. Vega Tram you are uh, uh, thoughts super expensive for oh, it, a Godin it's not cheap yeah <laughs> you know, that's it or Godin <laughs> Godin, Godin. Um, it reminds me name. of yeah. some Yamaha Super Strats I can't remember the series okay. not 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 the RGX or RGZs as I owned, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I liked it. I liked it for that reason, I think. I just thought it was something interesting and, and you know, different. Um, I'm going to skip the next one and, and mention that last because that's that's a sort of a, a wild card. Um, Didn't you mention this last year? Anyway, we'll get uh, to it. A different thing, a similar thing, no, um, okay, but okay, not this. Okay. Uh, okay, the new Zoom multi-stomps. Yes. You know, I've been a long-time fan of Zoom. I like Zoom. I think Zoom is cool. And they're re-releasing all their multi-stomps. Uh, uh, there's, a, I think, four different ones that they're releasing. Um, yeah, very keen to check them out. Uh, thoughts? Uh, any multi-stomp users here? I didn't see the Zoom multi-stomps at all. Oh, Rob. Sorry. Oh, Rob. Didn't, no, I, just, I didn't see them either. It's not in my oh, algorithm. Oh, it's not in my are algorithm. We like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> they're always... Are we talking 505 things? Have they reissued those? No, no, no. So the, the multi-stomps, are, there was a, uh, the MG50, maybe, an MG100. It's sort of a silver thing with a screen with a bunch Three of buttons Three rotary knobs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't see the new ones, which, but yeah, they were popular. Value for money, those. again, they're cheap and they're really, really good. And uh, especially the time-based effects are killer on it, the delays and reverbs and stuff. Stereo in, stereo out. Tons of routing options nice. and all that sort of stuff. Really, really cool stuff. Uh, so now I'm gonna I'm gonna be slightly offended and move on. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. My second last one. Uh, Two notes genome. Uh, now genome the plugin from Two Notes. Now we were kind of lucky enough to we have a video up on YouTube about it and we were sort of part of the pre-release. But they mm. basically put all the amp sims and stuff they now have in the Opus in their the new kind of cab M th- sort of thing. A uh, whole bunch of um, what you used to get in a wall of sound. They're kind of plug-in, uh, so, uh, they're, they're um, um, speaker emulation plug-in software mm-hmm. thing. Uh, a, a whole bunch of effects. Um, 
uh, uh, and also uh, uh, a thing where you can put NAM files and uh, ADAX, so that that kind of um, neural amp modeling stuff. You can put all in all that into it, all in one. Uh, uh, actually, really, really good. I dig it. I think it's excellent um, plugin. And best of all, if you have an existing Two Notes product, such as you have a Cab M, um, Rob. Yeah, I got. I downloaded it today. Got it for but free. I haven't had a chance Get to it for look free, at it. Yeah. Yet. Or, yeah. So it's basically replacing That's the Wall cool. of Sound um, plugin, which the Wall of Sound plugin was basically free as soon as you bought one of their, um, you buy one of their dynamic IRs, which is like five bucks or something like that, and then nice. you get it, you get the license for free. And this is sort of replacing it, and it's it's great. Did you get a chance to check it out, Matt? I had a very brief look. To be honest, I didn't dig into the honorable oh, mentions true, true, true. as hard as the other ones because I thought we'd just have a brief. Check out, but I'm getting a good shopping list. Okay, it's really good. I'm not really into plugins anyway, so I'm, that's probably outside of my world. It's, but it's really, really good. It's 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 excellent. And lastly, my last honorable mentions has nothing to do with Come guitar on. playing, although kinda because it's strumming. But uh, Suzuki has re-released the original Omnicord OM108. Finally, no. oh man, oh, how goodness. many? <laughs> How many signatures did we get together? And it's fully midi, full MIDI implementation. It's got it's 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 about oh. as cool as it gets. So Kickstarter. Uh, Omnicord, uh, for all your Omnicordists out there. Um, and it's it's kinda like a guitar. You strum the thing to make the sound. Uh, I think it's cool. The Omnicord Speak Podcast. <laughs> Omnicord. <laughs> Sponsored by Casio. It should be. No, no, Suzuki. No, okay, come oh, on. No, 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 no. We, we need to diversify. <laughs> Friends of the show. Friends of the show. <laughs> anyway, I think everyone should go and get it. Just forget about guitar. Omnicord is the future. <laughs> Didn't you say this last year? No, no, that was, uh, that was the other one. The, what is it called? The future is now. No, no, the other one that's kind of like an Omnicord. That they, they send us one. I forgot what it's called, but it's it's... I made a video about it. <laughs> Put it in the show notes. I forgot what it's called. Show I'm going to check out what it's called. All right. I love it. Rob, what was your honourable right, I'm going to blaze through mine. Um, thanks okay. to Jackson Audio. Full Tone is back. Yeah. Um, regardless see. of your feelings about Mike Fuller, he started the whole boutique pedal movement. Mm-hmm. He was before Keeley. He was before JHS, before all of them. And his pedals are always quite affordable and just a, just great sonic pedals like just every pedal's great and now working with Jackson Audio still being handmade you know built and assembled in the states cool good to see full tone back big full tone mm-hmm. fan regardless of all the other stuff um i thought the best looking booth at nam Honorable mention to Cream Guitars. Yeah, how good was that? How good that was that? Booth was <laughs> and um, even the guitars the looked cool. Like color changing guitar. Great. Yeah, that, that was, was so killer. cool. I could, I could take that yeah. to the bank. <laughs> I love it that like some of the big companies are not there who used to do big stands, but this people still just bring the full party mode. I love yeah. it. Yeah, that, that was, was a good shout. And everyone wanted to be photographed in that on that throne, the throne yeah. like surrounded <laughs> by all of that. It was great. Love it. Um, I did find the um, Victory Amps Custom Shop release is quite interesting too. Yeah. Um, couple of amps there with so many finish options to personalize it for yourself. I think they keep pushing the envelope, Victory, which is great. Amp in a box and uh, yeah. preamp pedals in a box and all that kind of stuff. It's great. With two notes, though. Um, 
Yeah. A big fan of theremins, so I wanted to give a shout-out to the Stylophone See? theremin. See? We need yeah. an Omnicord and a theremin. And by the way, oh, it's called because, the Instacord, the thing last time. In- Instacord, that's yeah. right, yeah. Um, if you're a fan of Jeff Martin, Jimmy Page, Joe Bonamassa, um, you need a theremin. They're not always that cheap, especially the Moog, Moog slash one, Moog yeah. ones. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, and you can buy the DIY ones, which you can assemble yourself, and they're pretty terrible. Yeah. But this looked like fun <laughs> stylophone breaking out of building stylophones, which, you know, pretty cool. What's uh, a stylophone? Stylophone's that little thing you play with a pen. With a pen. Oh, and it's got, yeah, that's like yeah. a little, yeah. yeah. Oh, in B-flat. Have you guys seen in B-flat? No. No. I'll send you a link. Don't okay. worry. Okay. Okay. More homework. Okay. Um, the Chapman Chris Robinson prototype. Um, he's the guy from Blackstone Cherry. Yeah. It's Again, it's ah, another thin cool. line telly that kind of has got all of the pieces of a Gretsch white penguin into a telly, uh, okay. thin line telly. That's that was cool. great. Um an amazing piece of kit when you talk about direct stuff is the KMA Machines Duality Calibrator. Did anyone see that? Yeah, how cool is that? My God, yeah. like <laughs> the amount of things that they crammed into that. And then he goes, oh, we had a bit of space in the top corner, so we put it, we made it Bluetooth as well. <laughs> <laughs> and amazing, like when you look at the Boss IR2 and the Iridium and all of these things that are kind of like that last pedal, if you want yeah. to go direct with your pedal board, yeah. Yeah, yeah. this thing has everything, like multiple outs. Uh, it just it was crazy good, and all in a nine volt small real estate. Crazy Amazing. good. And um, so Enrico, the guy from KMA, he's, he's a he's a very smart dude from Berlin. And if he's listening, hi Enrico. He's yeah, he's a cool cool dude. I love that. I love that. I thought that was excellent. I, I need to check one of them out. Genius, yeah. and like he was he was captivating. How he talked about it, and um, yeah. yeah, very entertaining. So if you're looking for something, and it was quite affordable too, it's in that Strymon Iridium kind of price bracket, yeah. but with so many more yeah. features. So yeah, amazing. Um, and then I thought the uh, Neural DSP was the pick as far as stands went. Oh, but there's nothing there. Second, <laughs> just soon. So sh- yeah, yes. <laughs> soon something's coming. Maybe they missed it. They got their calendar wrong or something. But that was quite. <laughs> Maybe funny. they thought it was April again. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was cool. That was I, funny. I, I like it. That's a lot of mystery and hype right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, they cool. were my honourable mentions. How about you, Matt? Like them. I said a couple. Um, I had the Ernie Ball string vending machine. How cool is that? That's, <laughs> That's very cute. There's a rehearsal studio in Sydney. I won't name them, um, but they do a similar okay. thing with the vending yeah, machine. Yeah, I remember that. They've taken some uh, chocolates out. They've got some strings. And they might have some beverages that belong in a licensed venue, which I don't think most rehearsal studios are, so I won't name the name. Mm. Uh, we know nothing. Okay. But that was cute. Um, okay, and not quite Nam. The EVH SA126, which is Wolfgang's signature kind of model. It's, you know, it's like the gloopy um, 335, um, dare I say, Gabor, <laughs> the offset 335. An offset um, 335. If it wasn't for the they headstock, look, the headstock cool. is a bit hideous. But other than that, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I think um, – and there's been heaps of pictures of Wolfgang playing yeah. it on stage yeah. for forever. They they um, are coming out in May is the word on the street. Oh, cool. And it'll probably from, be midweek uh, too. I love all the internationals tour midweek now. 
I was talking about the guitar. I don't know about. Oh, I thought you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so mammoth aren't coming out. Okay. I know you're a fan. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I already have my order in, possibly to get one um, lent to us by Fender um, EVH to to do a video with when it comes okay. into town. So cross fingers, we might get one. Um, yeah, yes. I think it looks good. I, 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 it, yeah, the headstock, I'm not a fan of, but other than that, I think it's a, it's a cool looking guitar. I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah. And last but not least, I didn't write this in the notes, but the Chibson jigsaw puzzle Toy. guitars that, <laughs> uh, that connect together, which I think they did in conjunction with the Palotti guitars, yeah. or I think I'm pronouncing that perhaps incorrect. And it comes on the back of the Clontor guitar from last year, <laughs> which they, they built with, uh, with Sully guitars. They do some Friendly weird stuff. Um, actually, I, I didn't mention it, but uh, have you seen the Schecter razor blade? The yeah, that's another oh, machine, gun machine gun Kelly, gun Kelly one. Machine gun just, Kelly. Yeah. Trogley did it, and uh, Trogley did it. Yeah, okay, yeah, I haven't seen that. Uh, it. It was, was kind of cool. Yeah, why not? Just, yeah, what an odd looking. And the Ormsby guitar stand. He's doing some like great stuff with resins and. Um, mm. Shout out to an Aussie guitar company over there. Yeah, doing yeah, cool stuff. Yeah. And hey, I Perry. think the, yeah, sorry. The other thing I noticed was so many wavy fret guitars, fan frets, oh, wavy fa- frets, fan fret, yeah, yeah, like oh. so many of those types of guitars. Multi-scale well. guitars. Multi-scale, okay. Because I think fan fret is maybe an Ibanez trademark, possibly. Okay. So it's multi-scale. Wasn't it Novak? Wasn't Novak the first? Or, but whoever called it fan fret, someone trademarked fan fret. So oh, okay. some mm. companies. Can use fan fret, some can't, but I th- whatever it is, mm. multi-scale. Is it like champagne? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Hey, Nam Twenty Four. That's a pile of gear we've we've talked about. That's cool. I love. I mean, it. there was Good more. Lists, fellas. There was even more. Oh, there was so much. <laughs> there was yeah. so much. Stuff, I couldn't get so through that stuff. many videos. I was trying. But how about a yeah. question without notice? What would you Far like away. to see at Nam Twenty Twenty Five? Well, I mean, uh, I would really love to see uh, um, Fender finally releasing the uh, Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Pedal Show signature <laughs> Jazzmaster range. Um, yes. Um, but with the two notes built with in. With the built in the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, 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 I don't know. I don't know what I would like to see. I, I, I think it'd be interesting to see. Um, well, this year was the year of the amps, really. Uh, maybe mm. next year let's do more amp sims, but like physical ones, not plugins. Physical amp sims. I, th- I think, and I don't know anything really, but I think uh, Line Six are due maybe for something new to come out sooner or later. The Helix has been around for a long time. Yeah, uh, people are saying that, and, th- and then three years later they're still, they're still selling like crazy. But still selling. I still like think crazy, the though, whole. Though. Um, the whole uh, uh, capturing and neuro modeling stuff. I think okay. there needs to be a company that comes out with something that where you can do that, where it's the, the neuro modeling stuff, not just the. Because um, I mean, to a certain degree, Tonex is neuro modeling, to a certain degree, Camper profiling is that sort of stuff as well. But that the whole, there's a whole new wave of all that stuff coming out now. And I think there will be someone releasing that i mean i know i have no insider knowledge whatsoever but i can imagine i'm just gonna throw it out there that possibly line six is going to bring out the successor to the helix 
that's my I think they'll my thoughts. I think they'll have to eventually, which is will be super interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Even. Yeah. Just because it's been around Matt, for such a long you, time. What would you like to see, Matt? This is a really good question, Rob. I like it. Um, well, obviously, whatever neural DSP is up to, like uh, they've really created a lot Still of have interest. And, anytime and now, questions. anytime now. Are they coming out with a mini? Aren't they coming out with a mini one? I might have seen that on Tone Junkie this afternoon. A mini one? Oh, is it okay. a mini neural? Oh, mini co- yeah. cortex. Yeah. A dual cortex. Dual. <laughs> dual cortex. Dual quad cortex. Isn't that I'm eight? waiting for the single class A... The single cortex, yeah. Like you've got the, yeah. the, the dual rectified, cortex. a triple rectify, and a single rectify. You've got the quad yeah. cortex, the dual cortex, the single cortex, oh, and the half cortex. It would cortex. be the bi, bi cortex. Bi cortex, yeah. Bi cortex. <laughs> I want the infinity plus one, no repeats cortex. <laughs> uh, I want to see more super strats next year. It was a bit disappointing more this year. Not enough, not enough this year, no. <laughs> super strat. More also, what about you, Rob? Question. Um... Um, yeah, I know. I I said it, but um, I would. I'd like to see, like, all you know, like quad cortex, all of that, just in a really simple combo or a head. You know, because we've had the Marshall Code, which was just terrible. <laughs> we've had the Line Six Spider. And we've had the katana. Like the katanas actually sounds really good. They're good, yeah. They're I think really that's good. the best sounding. And it's one, one of the biggest sound selling amps of all time. The katana. Yeah. That something that's a bit more for the pro. Um, that is also intuitive, has a good um, user interface, but really yep. simple, and that maybe comes with a floorboard that's you can program in stomp box mode or patch mode or whatever and really easily access it maybe access bluetooth or something like that but it would be really good to see that crossover of both and someone do it do a really good job of it i'd like to see something like that and you could maybe maybe it has a pedal drawer built into it that you can like put a few of your favorite pedals you don't need them on the floor and they just like pull out because did someone did anyone see Jason Isbell's latest rig rundown? No. Just the no. pedal drawers in the rack, like okay. that guy. Check it out. It's um, it's when you live close to the venue and you can bring every piece of vintage gear <laughs> and a couple of fridges oh, worth of cool. pedals. Um, yeah, it was, he that guy is just a freak. So cool. But yeah, I'd like to nice. see something like that because we've just seen all. Like plexi reissues and hand wired vintage amps, it might be good to see a an affordable sort of Kemper style powered head or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It'd have to be like you said. It would need a, some sort of floorboard so you can switch sounds because on those amps you mentioned, you can dial in a gazillion sounds, but it's all dialing on the panel. And yeah, yeah. I've got a switching Cyber Twin reissue. Oh. I was going to say PV Viper reissue. <laughs> PV. Oh, no. no, we've got to get the Wiggly first. We've got to get the PV oh, Wiggy. The Wiggy. Wiggy. Well, like, that's what the they Wiggy. should reissue, the Wiggy. Yeah. Oh. The Line 6 Axis reissue. Oh, yeah. Johnson amplifiers. Oh, they were cool. They were cool. I would like to Because didn't Line 6 buy Here them? That's what happened. I think so. That's sort Can't, of what happened. Yeah. yeah. Bought the tech. And we but never yeah. heard of them again. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Rob, when you're not dreaming of a uh, super combo, what is happening with you and how can listeners um, keep up with you? Oh, you know, just um, fighting the good fight, playing in 95% humidity in southeast Queensland (laughs) and uh, running from super storms and tornadoes. (laughs) Not all heroes wear capes, folks. That's right. Um, Yes, living in the 70s and uh, living in the 80s, you can find all the info at roadtripent.com. Very good, very good. And Gabor, when... You're not dreaming of omni chords. Um, <laughs> what do you do? What, how can There's not much else I do. Keep up uh, with your channel. There's not much else I do. Uh, you can uh, find me at Super Fun Omni Chord Show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. That's like Beato Two. Yeah, isn't that's it? Rick Beato Two. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah, like yeah. to take a minute uh, to <laughs> tell you. And he says as well, fifty percent of his viewers aren't subscribed. 57. It's like ninety percent of my viewers aren't subscribed. Come on, people. Anyway, uh, yes, um, speaking <laughs> of my viewers, if you want to be one of my viewers, uh, you can check out mm. the Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Pedal Show, or one word, Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Pedal Show, on the YouTubes, uh, where myself and my friend Alex review gear, and uh, I review stuff like the Two Notes Genome, which you can go and check out that current video. Uh, yeah, or if you're in um, the Noosa area, come in on a weekend, come and check out a gig I'm doing somewhere around... Noosa somewhere probably, so uh, yeah. It's tough, but someone has yeah, to do in it. 95% humidity with uh, 38 well. degrees. Yeah. <laughs> it's been fun. Yeah. There we go. Rock and or roll. Guys, thank you so much. We covered a whole heap of gear, and I think we'll agree that NAM 2024 is an absolute cracker oh, yeah. in terms of the breadth and the interest uh, generated. City. Hey, thank you to Brettboard Biology sponsors of the show. Please check out the links in the show notes. And huge, huge thanks to you both, fellas, Rob Rhodes and Gabor Jessica. No, no, no. no. Huge thanks, thanks to you, Matt. Thanks, boys. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. Thanks once thanks. again. Thanks for coming. Let's do it again sometime. And uh, I think the only thing left is to draw on the wise <laughs> words of wisdom. From uh, our friend of the show from episode number 150, Mr. Michael Schenker, who told us all to... Keep rocking. Keep on rocking. Keep on rocking. Indeed. <laughs> Catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>